To you it's just a game, for me it's all I know I make them remember my name before I have to go Losing, I can't fathom, that's a champion's passion Confidence never lacking, drop the beat, let's attack them They be checking for the content, you tired of that nonsense No gimmicks, break limits, quality is I promise This is more than a show, this is a way of life Cause the game as it grows, takes us to higher heights Check the stats before you check me And don't tell me who the greatest if you don't know the history Robert Ramon and Carlos the new big three and if the pins ain't from them don't bring them to me because i go off like a rocket launcher man i just ain't the beat i'm a real monster i can hear the crowd chanting mvp that's my mantra here's a standing on for the opinionated bench warmers Welcome to the Opinionated Bench Owners Podcast, episode 83, special Super Bowl edition. That's right, fellas, it's Super Bowl week, and we're here to talk about it. Unfortunately, all of our teams are sitting at home watching on the couch with us, the Colts, the Rams, and the Saints. But here we are. It's an exciting week, nonetheless. We plan on covering all of everything Super Bowl after we knock out just a couple important topics that we felt were important. As I always say, thank you for all the love and support we've been receiving as far as reviews, rating the podcast, subscribing, following us on O underscore Benchwarmers. We appreciate that from the bottom of our heart. More more merchandise is coming soon, so be on the lookout for that. You'll figure that out if you follow O underscore Benchwarmers. That's what we usually launch and announce when we'll be dropping some more merch where you can pre-order it and we'll get those things out to you as soon as possible. Right now, I'm kicking it with the fellas. How y'all feeling, man? Got Ramon in here today. Got Carlos. We got the the whole cast here today, man. How y'all feeling? Man, I'm feeling good, bro. It's been a good past week, man, in sports. And, uh, you know, the Lakers beat Boston. You know, there's a lot of major trades going on. They got the Super Bowl coming up, bro. I'm just ready to uh, (laughs) – Ready to get it going, man, and go on this episode. Yeah, man. Uh, honestly, I know right now that really wasn't about the Lakers beating Boston, nor was it about the Super Bowl <laughs> of what you just did right there. You had one real reason why you said that. But uh, honestly, man, too, like you said, we, we definitely have had a lot going on. You know, some some good, some not so good for some others on the podcast. But, you know, it always gives us some good things to talk about always gives us some good things for our listeners out there and we always just want to say man thanks for rocking with us man we really appreciate y'all um and so i'm ready to get it rolling man i'm ready to get right into it bro let's go man well super bowl week happy super bowl week everybody to all the tampa bay buccaneer fans and all of the chiefs fans that are out there i know that y'all are waiting on sunday can't wait uh us being that we don't have any horses in the race we don't care who wins. We just want to see a good game. Uh, but before we get into the Super Bowl, there's a couple topics that I wanted to talk to talk about. The first one, I guess I will lead off just to get it out the way. Very somber news uh, that we got uh, offensive tackle Chad Wheeler. Uh, well, it's not allegedly because he basically admitted it in his statement. Um, very tragically, uh, I don't know even how know how to word this, but uh, brutally beat his girlfriend. And um, there's pictures floating around. It, 
I don't really want to get into that too much, but uh, prayers out to her family and to her, uh, you know, her well-being should be at the top. And uh, Chad Wheeler, man, it just, it, it's sad to see, man. I I mean, here at Opinionated Benchwomers, we, I think we've spoken this before that, you know, ironically, you're this big, tough football player a man, but I was raised, we all were raised never to put our hands on a woman, no matter what the circumstances are. And any circumstance, I mean, when you hear just to paint a picture how bad it was, is that when he, he was done beating her, strangling her, she passed, she was passed out on the bed and, and he went to go eat dinner. And then when she woke up, he said, oh, oh my gosh, I thought you were dead. Or, oh, I thought you was dead. You know, like just casual, like, it, you know, just basically just a monster. And it's sad to see uh like I said, prayers to her family. And, you know, man, this guy, I hope that justice is served, you know, and originally the news, ironically, that's why we made it a point to cover it because a lot of news outlets didn't cover it until it floated around social media that this wasn't being covered. But, you know, it's especially the, she's black, she's a black queen. So of course we stand behind this black queen and we hope that uh, she just not, traumatizing physically but the mental toll that that an attack like that could take and you know I mean I just don't know I'm lost for words I think I ran out but I'm gonna give you guys the floor uh but it just was important for us to kind of just show support for her and her family in this time yeah uh, no I, I I agree with you man uh honestly one of the most to me disturbing things about this situation of course you know, definitely the facts of it, the situation at hand, what occurred. But to me, too, like you said, the lack of coverage that it got, the lack of hearing, you know, the NFL really come out and, and say or do too much. And um, I just felt like it was almost kind of in the beginning being swept under the rug in a sense. And we've seen cases and, and I'm I'm just going to honestly go there. We've seen, you know, the the Ray Rice case. We've seen the things with Kareem Hunt. You know, we've seen the Tyreek Hill with the child. We've seen the Adrian Peterson with the child. And and those things got instant publicity. Those things, you know, got instant outcry. Those things got instant backlash. And in those things, to me, you even saw um, kind of the, the league move in a more swift manner. And it was more big-time news basically everywhere. But then you see in this situation um, when, honestly, you know, you see a, a white man and you see a black woman and it kind of got swept under the rug um, to a certain degree. And so I didn't really appreciate at all that aspect of it when we've seen a different precedent be set um, previously. So it, it was a heinous act, a ridiculous act. And, and like you said, the main thing is I want to see justice be served in this situation. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I mean, I don't have too much more to add to that, but I agree with that, everything that you said. Yeah, so... Um, th just like I said, I mean, it, th th he, he nothing more deserves to be locked up, Chad. And, you know, hopefully, you know, like I said, you know, with the Ray, Ray, Ray Rice thing, he was never to see the league again. Uh, I think that this will serve Chad to never see the league again. So uh, prayers out again to her family and, and to her for a speedy recovery. And uh, we, we support, we support and we stand by our women, man. We don't, you know, I don't believe in, uh, I know speaking to me personally, I do not believe in abusing women. I do not stand by any type of violence towards a woman. So, uh, 
we're here to nurture, you know, and not not to not to do that. I don't care what she did, you know. There's nothing that that, that could deserve that. So, um, all right. So on a brighter note, I know to Carlos's delight, uh, the big domino finally fell, and Matthew Stafford, one week after he announced, along with the Detroit Lions, that they will be departing ways after this offseason, he ends up in LA via trade. Detroit Lions end up with. Uh, a plethora of first-round picks, I think three to be exact, and Jared Goff, who they feel, who they believe in. And in turn, the L.A. Rams get a quarterback, basically a plug-and-play, a proven franchise quarterback who has accomplished a lot, future Hall of Famer, whether anybody wants to really believe it or not. React, Los, how you feeling, man? I know that's a good move for y'all. Right, man. It was a move I think that was needed. You know, the news dropped on 7 p.m. on a Saturday, um, and, you know, it was shocking because we thought the move was going to come closer to the Super Bowl. So it kind of hijacked the, the Super Bowl headlines and stuff like that. So I'm definitely excited. Um, I think we had a Super Bowl-ready roster, and I think our court, quarterback that's now with the Lions was kind of holding us back. Um, and I think a lot of teams had kind of figured out Jared Goff. If they knew if they could stop the run on first down, they knew that, um, if they could get us in long distance, that they can rattle Jared Goff. And so now we're in a situation where, you know, Matt Stafford is a quarterback that can perform under pressure, according to PFF, Pro Football Focus. They have said, you know, he's second best to Justin Herbert um, with completing passes under pressure. So I'm excited. You know, a lot went that, to the Lions, just, um, rightfully so. I think, you know, McVay now has his quarterback that's going to take shots. He's not afraid to take shots. He was like fifth in the league this year with missing pretty much his best target in Galladay majority of the year um, in air yards, you know, and average yards per pass at about 10, a little bit over 10 yards. So I'm excited to, you know, add that to our offense and get back to seeing our offense being explosive like it was in 2017 and 2018. Yeah, man, uh, to just add on to it, you know, I, I may right now have a, a little salt in the wounds because uh, we were kind of in a little bit of a battle there of trying to get Matthew Stafford services. So I definitely wanted him in Indy. But honestly, at this point, you know, like I even told y'all off air, man, I, I, I'm I cool with it. I understand it. And it was a great move for your team, Los. Honestly, it's what truly makes sense. When you're at that place of contention, you got to go all in on that position. That quarterback position, we all know, is the most important position that you have on a team, on the field. And so when you already have the surrounding pieces, as you talked about the guys in the Aaron Donalds, who's one of the greatest we've ever seen, when you got Jalen Ramsey, who's one of the best corners that you have in the league, when you have that defense that was the number one defense, as you've mentioned, you know, you go and get that QB with those weapons that you still have uh, with Robert Woods and you still have your uh, boy Cooper Cup and you got that running game that came on at the end of the year. You go and put Matthew Stafford into that and you have still that brilliant mind of Sean McVay, everything is going to click. You know, some people get so focused on Matthew Stafford and moments in Detroit and the thing about it, honestly, that organization is just not set up to succeed. You've seen some of the greatest of all time decide that, hey, I'm just going to get out of here. You know, you saw Megatron say, okay, I'm going to just call it quits. You saw even years ago, uh, Barry Sanders just call it quits. And so that organization is just not set up uh, or conducive really to winning. But Matthew Stafford has 
all of the tools as a quarterback. And I think that that is, you know, the missing piece of what the Rams needed. So definitely hats off to them. And honestly, when you're winning and you're contending and you're, you know, having a chance to be in the Super Bowl or being in the Super Bowl or winning and all that, you're not thinking about those picks at that point. You only think about picks when you're not winning. So put all the chips. I like, you know, the Rams going out there, being aggressive, them identifying their guy and say, hey, we're going to put all the chips in. He's our guy. Let's make it happen. So, you know, hats off to y'all for that move, Lowe's. I'm, I'm, you know, got still a little salt in the wounds, but, it, you know, I'm good. I'm good. No, well, so like I, I say said, Ramon, when it comes down to L.A., the difference between living in Indiana and L.A., man, I, I don't think that it's, a, it's a really much of a competition because I feel like both of your teams were just a plug and play. Y'all were just one quarterback away. And I think Stafford brings that. Another interesting nugget is that Stafford and his childhood best friend, Clayton Kershaw, will both be in L.A. So, you know, it's a lot of factors that you consider. I think, like you mentioned, it's after his career is over. But like I mentioned, I mean, in Detroit, you're playing at 1 o'clock on Fox and you're doing amazing things from 5,000 yard seasons. But it's quiet because you're not in the main market. You know, you're not in – now you're in L.A. Now you're on those Monday night games. Now you're getting primetime looks. Now everything and every game going forward is that much heightened in pressure because he can really show what he can do, and which I've seen him for years in the NFC. He's a, he's a great quarterback. I mean, he throws too many picks for me. But like y'all said, I mean, he never really was surrounded around the talent outside of Megatron. And, you know, we they had Galladay over there, but Galladay didn't stay healthy like Carlos alluded to. So I think that Stafford will have a, some good years. I, I just hope that in, for the Rams' defense that he does get it done in the next two to three years because, of course, he is 32. He's not, he's not a spring chicken there. But, I mean, ultimately, I think that the value in the picks that the Detroit Lions receive, I mean, the Rams are not going to be a bad team in the, in, the, in, the, in the near future. So it was kind of baffling to me that they would, you know, take those, take those first-round picks. But, I mean – Y'all got y'all guy, and, you know, I think that he would take y'all to levels that y'all haven't seen or couldn't see with Jared Goff. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it, again, it adds a piece that Sean McVay, I think, lost trust in Jared Goff. I think that's not talked about enough, you know, and I think that's another part of this deal that we need to talk about. It wasn't only Stafford going to the Rams, but Jared Goff is now with the Detroit Lions, and who's rumored to be more of a run-heavy team now, so I can definitely see – if he has a good run game, he can be a serviceable quarterback. Can Jared Goff get you to the Super Bowl? Yes. Can a team win because of Jared Goff and win the Super Bowl because of Jared Goff? No. So, again, he has to have the right pieces around him. Um, he's not the quarterback that's going to, you know, okay, my defense didn't show up this week or my, the offense is – the other team's offense is killing the defense. Um, okay, I need to put up more points. He is not that guy, you know. He's just – he just he, – he, I don't know, he regressed a little bit. He really regressed. And it's really um, kind of shocking to kind of see over the years how that happened, you know, from 2017 and 18, that Chiefs game he was going off and now, you know, putting up only 18 points against the Packers. Yeah. And just one little oh, – one, one quick nugget even before going on. I mean, I know you mentioned – 
saying he's not a spring chicken. We're talking about the 32, 33. But when you look at the top tier quarterbacks, you know, outside of what we saw recently with Andrew Luck just deciding to hang it up early. I mean, those guys are playing into their late 30s and 40s at this point. So honestly, even though he may not, quote unquote, be a spring chicken, if he's playing into his late 30s and you're getting six, seven to eight years of, of, of football out of him, then that's well worth it to me. Yeah, I agree. And just to add one more thing, I was about to say, I don't know, I forgot. So let's we can move on. I forgot <laughs> what I was about to say. I don't know that through me. But uh, get paid, man, get note on us, man. So, <laughs> let's get into some Super Bowl talk, guys. That's what the people are waiting on. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and we got the Kansas City Chiefs here. Let's build up to predictions. But first off, I got something for y'all. Y'all know I always got a, a, a trick up my sleeve. And then people are going to wonder what this has to do with this. I'll explain after. In fact, I'm going to let Ramon. I think we got so so such good rapport. Ramon will know what it is. Carlos going to catch it, too. He going to catch it. You know, since we going into Super Bowl talk, I think that it's only right that I do this right here, what I'm about to do. And you can hate me if you want to, but I don't care. <laughs> Six of them in there, man, leading the league in the most players that's in the Super Bowl, man. I had to do it to him, man. I mean, we 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 got we you know we can't be narcissists, but in this case, we gonna make it about us. We got six LSU alumni players playing in this game. I think that that's huge representation for recruiting recruitment. Also, it's just a I guess it's just a tale of the story of how many great players have actually come through Baton Rouge and play for LSU. So uh, it's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. And, uh, I mean, I just to name a few, we got Leonard Fournette in it. We got Devin White. We got Kevin Minter. You got Tyron Matthew. You got Clyde. And you have also Darrell Williams over there yeah, representing yeah. the Chiefs. So, I mean, I think that's a huge testament of the program's success. And it, it just means it goes to show you, if you a young boy coming up, man, LSU is not a bad choice. But – let, I mean, let's talk about Tyron Matthews' legacy. I think it's interesting enough. He's going to be going for his second Super Bowl. And if you are familiar with his story, I think it's quite remarkable. Um, he's been bounced around for the past, maybe outside of last year, for the past like two, two three years. He bounced to Houston for a little while, and then he was in Kansas City. But, I mean, man, the guy has found a home. And, I mean, I don't know what to say, but I think that his greatness – it's not seen on a stat sheet. I think he's just more so of a just uh his instincts probably are the greatest that I've ever seen uh on the field. I mean, he even dating back to when he was a freshman at LSU, just his punt returns and he just always had a knack for creating turnovers and he always find himself at the right time, at the right place at the right time. And it just translated into the league. He's not the, that big of a guy, but he got the heart of a lion and I'm, I'm rooting for him. Just, uh, you know, two Super Bowls. I mean, he didn't even finish at LSU because he got put off the team. But now he can call himself a two-time Super Bowl champion. That's remarkable, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, you look at this game, too. You got to look at Bruce Aarons. Bruce Aarons on the other side. Bruce Aarons was the first guy to give him an opportunity to play in this league. 
because that was his coach, the Arizona Cardinals. So that's a little back storyline, and it's kind of interesting to see. Uh, but again, you mentioned he is the smallest guy, and he is making plays, and it's just one of those things that he's always around the ball, always. Always around the ball, and as you mentioned as well, man, Tyron is a leader, man. He he just has that certain type of energy around him. He basically has, as we talk about so much, just the it factor. Like, there's something different about him. There's something different about Tyron Matthew. And um, he is well on his way to establishing um, a Hall of Fame career at this point. So, um, so hats off, man. Hats off to Tyron Matthew. It, it definitely established. Much respect, man. Louisiana native, New Orleans native, man. And just to his transition and his maturing, like, you know, you look at Tyron when he was in college and you look at him now, you know, he, I think he started, a, you know, kind of like a mentorship type deal for younger people coming up to have someone to look look to I think he even got on a zoom call with 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 some students you know he just you know what what more can you say about him but you know that I thought that was an interesting storyline here uh moving on to the next guy whose legacy I think is 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 starting to staple man he putting together a resume and that's Patrick Mahomes uh he's again going for his second Super Bowl in his very short career he's only been in the league for what four years and I mean, what he's accomplished so far, I think that most could say that he has almost has a Hall of Fame resume already, man. Like, you know, the numbers don't lie, you know, and to be playing for his second one in his fourth year is a match for his greatness. When you think about Patrick Mahomes, he's not the most, he's not a Lamar Jackson, but he can run. And I think that he has some of the best arm talent I've ever seen. I know Stephen A is on Aaron Rodgers about his arm talent, but and Aaron Rodgers does have supreme arm talent, but the things that Patrick Mahomes can do with the ball, I haven't, I personally have never seen. And according to older analysts, they've never seen it either. So I'm not far off the mark here. But I mean, you may be watching a Michael Jordan figure, a LeBron figure starting to develop in front of our eyes. Uh, what do you think that this second Super Bowl, if he were to get it done, what do you think that sets him with his second Super Bowl in four years? Um, I think it puts him in a, a rare company because, again, this second Super Bowl will be against arguably the greatest player that ever played the game. You know, so if he ended up beating, quote, unquote, the GOAT in the Super Bowl before it was in the AFSC game, you know, and Tom Brady got the best of him, you can give you a penalty there, here and there, or, you know, a, a bad penalty here or there that got Tom Brady past him the last time. But now, you know, you look at it, you meeting up in a ball beat, you know, Brady, who is, again, means could have seven, you know, then you're in that conversation as the GOAT, you know. And so I would say, you know, don't let that old man he has, you know, after the play, that kind of that duck walk, your walk fool you, man. That dude can still make plays with his feet, you know, and that's the most underrated part of his game is what he creates with his feet, those five, seven yards. You know, that's the underrated part of his game, him taking off and getting seven, eight yards, you know, with his feet. So, again, I think the dude is special. I always thought the dude was special. Um, and, you know, hats off to him, man, if he beat Tom Brady this weekend. Yeah. And, and like you said, I mean, 
you know that, that I've been on record saying that he's the best that I've seen at the position. And I think that he's ultimately setting up his resume to be the GOAT, to be the greatest of all time. Um, if you really look at it, you know, he's been in the league four years. He's been in the league three years as a starter. Honestly, like Los alluded to with that penalty, if D Ford doesn't go offsides, if D Ford doesn't go offsides in that game, then they're set to go to uh, the Super Bowl in his first year as a starter. So really, he himself really kind of earned three trips. You know, you have the whole D Ford thing. So that took that away. But to still have two trips to the Super Bowl in four years of your career, but three years as a starter, um, he he's has the greatest start that we've ever seen um, to a career at the QB position. So honestly, you know, I, he's the reason um, that this whole year I felt that I told y'all before, everybody in the AFC was just in a race to lose to the Chiefs. You know, I felt like they, they're that team. And then also, too, just as you alluded to and mentioned, Stephen A., I hate that argument that's trying to be made of, oh, he has these skill position players and that's what's causing his greatness. Okay, I get it. You know, of course, you want to have great talent, but he even makes those guys better and takes those guys' talent to another level. So don't give me that whole argument that what he is doing is based on this talent. Like, I hate it when I heard Stephen A. said that, say that and tried to put all these other quarterbacks and say, hey, if I gave him this, if I gave him that, then they would be just as good or even better. No, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now. And for him to get to the Super Bowl two times when Stephen A's guy, Aaron Rodgers, has only gotten there once in his career, like, you can miss me with that. You know? Well, one thing to add on to your point, the proof is in the pudding, man. It, you know, we're looking at a, a multitude of situations in a Deshaun Watson and even you mentioned Aaron Rodgers and even Matthew Stafford that are in situations where they are talented, but the organization refuses to surround them with the talent that they need to succeed. Here you got the Kansas City who's setting the precedent as being a top-notch team that's going to surround their franchise quarterback with talent. That should not be a fine against Patrick Mahomes. If anything, that should be – that's what a situation should be like. And I look at Lamar Jackson, I know ironically going off on a tangent, but you look at Lamar Jackson and this talent that's surrounded around him. You got Mark Andrews, and then you wanted Marquise Brown to be this wide receiver one. The, the, the verdict is still out for him. But we know that, you know, receivers at that height, you know, like a Tyreek Hill height inside, there's only one Tyreek Hill. You know, the Raiders learned that with Henry Ruggs. There's only one Tyreek Hill, man. And I think that they refuse to give Lamar the weapons that he need, and they ain't want to blame it on him when they're not getting to where they want to get. So I do think that I agree with you. I think that that's a foolish point to make about the weapons that a quarterback has because we are seeing examples this year of franchise quarterbacks that aren't surrounded around it. So, I mean, that that's it. But – the irony of the game, you mentioned Tom Brady, who is the GOAT right now. But the irony in this, in this game is, like, I think it's the GOAT versus the baby GOAT almost. It's like you're watching a baton potentially being passed if Mahomes is able to get it done from, from you know, to win his second Super Bowl against the six-time Super Bowl winner, which we've proven that, I mean, it maybe it wasn't so much Bill Belichick. We owe Tom an apology. That may have been more Tom than Bill Belichick. But 
you know, you're seeing a passing of a baton here. And just to – I mean, I think that that's going to be the greatest thing that I'm going to be watching for is the difference between Patrick Mahomes and Tom and how they handle certain situations in the game, you know, how they handle – pressure, you know, and things like that. That's what I'm going to be looking out for. But I think that it's interesting that you maybe potentially, we might look back at this 10 years from now and say that was the moment that Patrick Mahomes really took it away from Tom Brady as far as the GOAT of football. Yeah, I'm in full agreement with that, man. It's just, it's going to be an interesting, interesting game, right? It's going to be, is it going to come down to the last drive? Uh, and I, you know, is it going to come down to, again, you can say, Hey, Tom Brady get the ball last, the game pretty much over with. You know, you can okay. say the same. Get it. Yeah, <laughs> you can. You know? so yeah. Really, yeah. It's who's gonna who's gonna control the clock? Who's going to make sure that person doesn't have a chance? You know, touch the ball last because again, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes touch that ball last, and they're down within three points or touchdown. I almost guarantee a touchdown. You feel comfortable enough that okay. They about to tie this game, or okay, they about to go and win this game. So again, that part, the chess chess moves of that is really going to be interesting towards that fourth quarter to see what happens at the end of the game. If it's be within a touchdown, if the Bucks defense can keep it close, I think the Bucks have a chance. And you know, I, I know I'm spoiling a little bit, but that's my pick. Yeah, all right. Uh-huh. All right. And, and to just add on a little bit to kind of the different storylines that we're looking at as well, I'm interested to see, too, what the turnover battle is going to look like. Who's going to yeah. win that? You know, we've seen the Bucks on their Super Bowl run. That's been one of the key factors for them is the turnovers that they forced and when they forced those turnovers. And even we look at the Super Bowl last year, and don't get me wrong, of course, he ended up trending in the right direction. But Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions in that Super Bowl last year. They fumbled the ball a couple of times. Sometimes it didn't actually get recovered uh, by the defense. But they can't go into this showing and have potentially those turnover issues against a team like the Bucks, who have capitalized on that. Joe, let me, let me add to that. So you, you kind of triggered this for me. You know, at, so again, let's look at this. The Super Bowl, right? It may be a team that get up multiple touchdowns, 17 points, you know, 20 points. But we've seen from both of these quarterbacks, right, the 28-3 game for Tom Brady against the Falcons come back and win. Just last year, that the one, the game that you was mentioning against, you know, the 49ers where they got up. You know, we see both of these quarterbacks will their team back into the game. So no league is really safe until that clock says 0-0. So, again, I would say when you're watching this game this weekend, don't tweet out fans and fans out there all over with. Oh, you know, we too quick to do that. Oh, it's this game over with. They gave up. No, man, you dealing with a key two of the baddest quarterbacks in comeback history in the Super Bowl, you know, putting it all on the line right now. So, again, no league is safe this weekend. So, Mahomes was reported to say that he has a toe injury and that he's almost to full recovery. Is this smoke, guys, or do you think that it's something to be concerned about with Patrick Mahomes? But, you know – that it's almost a game within the game when it comes to the media and that injury report the week of Super Bowl week. Are y'all concerned about Patrick Mahomes and his toe injury? Uh, no. Personally, yeah, personally, I'm not concerned about that. I no. think that he'll be fine. No. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he'll be fine. So the moment has come. It's time for us to go ahead and do it. We got to give our predictions of this game. Uh, we want scores, uh, final scores, predictions, and we want 
you know, any and now any other analysis that you may have. Hey, let's let's add um MVP to that as well. Oh, that's Ooh. interesting. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's add MVP picks to that. You want to kick it off? Yeah, I, I'll go ahead and kick it off. Um, I mean, this whole year, I mean, they're not my team, but this whole year, I've just felt like the Chiefs are just kind of a cut above pretty much anybody else in the league. I really put a lot of stock in the Patrick Mahomes. As I've said, I think he's the best that I've seen get it done. I feel that that defense has been a bend but not break style defense. That also, too, just as I talked about Tampa's defense, they capitalize on turnovers as well. And as we mentioned before, Tyron Matthew pretty much finds a way to make a play, some type of big play in each game. So ultimately, I'm going uh, with Kansas City in this game. It's crazy that the first score that came to my mind was actually the score of the Super Bowl last year um, in 31 to 20. But uh, that's because it's what came to my mind. I don't care that it's what happened last year. I'm going to stick with a 31 to 20. I think that the Chiefs get it done. I think that they are able to pull away a little bit from the Bucs and uh, rolling with Patrick Mahomes getting his second one. And by Patrick Mahomes getting his second one, he is also my MVP of the Super Bowl. Can we do? Can we get a graphic of this? We have a graphic posted on Owens score bench ones before Sunday, just with uh, our score uh, predictions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's documenting this? Somebody got a pen? I'll write it down. I'll, I'll catch it. I'll, I'll right. catch it. All right. I'll, I'll catch it. Yeah, thirty-one right. twenty all, for me. Carlos, you want to go next, or you want me to yeah, go? Ahead? I, I'll go first all of right. all. I I don't like disrespectful Ramon being to the goat. And when I say the goat, the man that's been there times man come on man you talking about the guy that's been there a guy that's proven doubt is wrong come on, man. <laughs> come on man you you really you really think this dude got to roll into tampa bay their home now and beat them you know and with tom brady going there and tom brady about to polish off his seventh super bowl win i got right now i'm gonna go i'm gonna get my guys the numbers right now obviously they have kansas kansas city as the favorite as a three and a three and a half point favorite going into the the over under of the game right now is fifty-six point five. So you your over under right now, Ramon, you got them going a little bit under that, you know, with fifty-one points for which you're total. So I think a lot of points are gonna be scored in this game. I got Tom Brady showing up. I got Leonard Fournette being the MVP. You know, I think he's gonna punch in some touchdowns. I don't even think it's gonna be Tom Brady. I think um, you know, every game, I mean every Super Bowl and you know, MVPs, you, you see a lot of the running backs be the Super Bowl MVP, you know, for Tom Brady in the past. So you saw that in the past. And I can see Leonard Fournette being that guy that getting those touchdowns at the one-yard line and stuff like that. Neither here nor that. my score prediction, I think they're going to go old. I think a lot of are going to be scored. I think 31 points, 20. I know I'm kind of pooping on Ramon's prediction right here, but I think it's going to be a lot of points. I think it's going to be 42 to 37 uh, bucks. Hey, I'm not tripping, man. No offense here. You got to go with what you believe, bro. You got to well, go with what you believe. Well, I just love – you know what I love about Carlos is that he – that whole soliloquy he went into was just him convincing himself that the Kansas City Chiefs wasn't going to – it's not going to be the Tampa Bay. You almost had me there, Los. You almost had me there. Kansas City is a far superior team about then Tampa Bay, I think that I think that that Tom Brady magic, I think it is worn off a little bit. I think he's older now. 
I don't think that Tom can win a game by himself. He didn't win the game last week by himself. I mean, two weeks ago by himself in Green Bay. The Saints gift-wrapped Tom Brady a game, game. Then the Green Bay Packers did the same thing, gift-wrapped him a game. So I think that Patrick Mahomes is, is focused. I think that Bruce Arians has put together a game plan. I do, do, did y'all see what the Kansas City Chiefs – did you see what Tyreek Hill did to the Buccaneers during the regular season? The boy had 300 receiving yards in the first half, set out the second half. I don't feel like they're going to find a solution to that type of speed this week. Give me Kansas City. Give me Patrick Mahomes. Give me Tyreek Hill as a Super Bowl MVP. And I'm going to go final score 35-30. I do feel like it's going to be interesting. I do feel like close. A lot of points will be scored. 35-30, Kansas Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Can't, uh, Patrick Mahomes gets his second, time, second Super Bowl. And Tyreek Hill gets the Super Bowl MVP. So let me, let me just touch on that really quick. <laughs> really quick, man. First of all, y'all got to pay some respects to Ty Bowles, man. That's one thing y'all sleeping on. The reason I say that is Ty Bowles just shut down the number one offense last week. The Packers were the number one offense as far as points per game last week. Yes, they got them week. They got them during the season, but that's just giving them a blueprint of what they need to fix against them. I think so. Ty Bowles didn't coach during the regular season. Again, that's what I'm saying. They got him. I didn't know. I was just asking. Right? No, no, no. That's that's cute. That's cute. But I think y'all couldn't be more wrong about this game. I think again, you're going to be in a situation. One thing that the Bucks have is a O line. I mean, I'm sorry, a D defensive line. They're old. The the Chiefs O line is banged up during this game. They lost. They lost a they top tackle and Eric Fisher, and then. You look at the Bucks defensive line, they got arguably one of the best defensive line with Sue, with Barrett, you know, with Jason Pierre-Paul. Those guys flying off the line, that is what controls the game. You know, if Patrick Mahomes can't sit back there and throw the ball comfortably, he can't do his thing. You know what I'm saying? Their run game has been okay this year. We can both all agree on that. Their run game has been spectacular. You know, it's all really been on the right arm of Patrick Mahomes. If he can't sit back there and make those throws – because the D-line is tearing them up like they – I like what they did to the Packers. I think you're going to have a game where the Bucks dominate defensively and Leonard Fournette kills the clock because, again, they know how to beat them now. They know how to beat them now. Run the ball, kill the clock, keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. Uh, how long does – you know, in, unless it's a deep shot, but outside of that, how long does it take to get the ball in Tyreek Hill's hands for him to take something that's five yards and turn it into a 60-yard play? That's fair. That's fair. But again, <laughs> how long does it take Travis Kelsey when he's matched up with to, a linebacker to get right. open? Because I mean, oh, I can't and, wait. And to, and to their defense, they don't have a linebacker that can really cover. Well, uh, well, Devin White is Devin White is. Special, I will say that. Devin, who Devin. he can't. All right, I I love Devin White. I love Devin White today. Who don't have a Who don't but, have a linebacker that can't cover? I want to. I want to. I, I wasn't gonna say this, but I love Devin White to death. But his strength is not much into covering. I don't think that's his strength. His he has strength, the tools to do it. He has he the has tools, the tools to do but it. he's not there yet. But I Come do. On, I, I think Devin White. He can fly from sideline to sideline, and he's a run stopper. And I think that he is developing into a cover linebacker. But Travis Kelsey, one of the arguably probably when he doesn't gonna be the best tight end ever play. I mean, it's going to be a – he's going to have his hands full, I'll say. Hey, respectfully, they have Levante David on their team. 
And Levante David can cover, and he's been one of the best linebackers in this league. You know, and I think, again, I think they can give Travis Kelsey fits at least. They have both, they have the speed to keep up with yeah. him. Every I mean, I mentioned those guys, but no, Travis Kelsey going Kelsey to eat against anybody. Yeah, he gonna he, he's going to eat. He's going to eat. It's no, it's no slight against, because I think that the Bucs have a top three, top two linebacking core in the whole NFL. So this is not a, a diss to them. They are great. But Travis Kelsey is a handful for anybody in this league. Right. I'm right. excited to watch this game. I think we could go on for, for hours about how we feel about this game. The picks are in. The scores are in. We'll have our predictions of both of those on our uh, Instagram. O underscore, <laughs> o underscore bench warmers on Instagram. O underscore bench warmers on Twitter and opinionated bench warmers on Facebook. Go ahead and give us a like. We're gonna go ahead and get on out of here. We think we spent time well spent. I hope that you enjoyed this Super Bowl special. We hope that you enjoy the game. Make sure that you get something good to eat. You know how I like it, like to do it, get the chicken wings, get the Rotel dip going, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm alone in this, y'all not. Nah, nah, man, you got to have the right stuff. You got the right stuff, bro. Yeah. We appreciate y'all for hanging around this long. Make sure that y'all go ahead and follow us on our socials. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, rate it, share that thing, do whatever you have to do to get this out. And we appreciate all our listeners and everybody that's been rocking with us since day one and still rocking with us. Until next time, we'll see y'all. Later. Later.